So here we go again. Another discussion. This time about communication. We've actually come down an interesting path, I think, that we first started out understanding. Is there a particular age that you can get married? Marrying too young. And we were in agreement that you, there are certain lessons that you have to learn. There are certain values that you have to learn. You have to grow as a person, grow as an individual. And that kind of led into this commitment idea that you aren't prepared for the type of commitment that you have to make when you're young. When you're older, you understand further the commitment. And then we kind of discovered that actually if you have an open communication where I'm open, I'm listening to you, you're open, you're listening to me, and that that level of communication has the potential to resolve all conflicts, bring all couples back together, and if you're able to have that level of communication in your youth, that you can actually survive the duration of time and change that you're both going to endure. Right. So that's pretty interesting. So what that means is that if the people are able to communicate, they can endure all kinds of trials and tribulations, regardless of the trials and tribulations they have to right. overcome. And by communicating, we're talking about trying to stay level-headed, not, not yelling. I don't know about that. I mean, I agree that that's how it should be, but I would say that, yeah. I guess communicating, like, early on when it's first, when something's first bothering you, as opposed to letting something fester. Because usually when you let it fester, you're going to, the way you approach the conversation might not be as productive. If you're yelling, then you're usually not listening, I think. I mean, like, if you're, if yelling would be kind of an expression of upsetness. And if you're that upset, then you may want to, then the communication may want to wait. You know, you might oh, want to. that's true. You might want to wait. So, mm -hmm. so there's a time to talk about these things, I guess. So if you're young, so now I think then to validate this potential conclusion, mm -hmm. we have to kind of try to understand, could you, could, you know, I, I, I was married young, mm -hmm. but the reasons were for children, not because I wanted to work it out. Um, you know, I was pretty, pretty much not interested in working it out because I didn't like the person. So no amount of communication could solve that. So we will assume that the, you know, high school sweethearts really love each other and they really are um, compatible with each other as much as you can be at 19, 20, 21, 22, mm -hmm. say. Um, so in order to communicate effectively, you have to... Like, it's hard to put your words together. I would say that it's, you know, to be an effective communicator, you have to be skilled 
in the art of communication. And when you're young, you know, maybe that's a limitation to being young is that you can't effectively communicate to your partner without getting pissed off or without being hurtful. You know, can young people... I I don't necessarily agree with that because I've heard some really wise things come from really young people and I'm kind of shocked when I hear it. So I think it's the person, um, but there are a lot of books out there. I mean, there's a whole communications degree that yeah, kind of focuses reads. on that. Some people do. There's, um, there, I guess if you are looking to try that communication, you can always you know, Google, how do I address this or topic being. or being, how do I address <laughs> this topic with my significant other? And though there will be a lot of like help, helpful So before things. the internet, mm-hmm. they had, you couldn't you, communicate effectively. <laughs> you had to read Google. books. They had books. We used to look at books. <laughs> those, those things where you put letters together to make words and they put them inside of <laughs> monitor stands. Yeah, they sometimes have hardbacks and paperbacks. Right. We use them for monitor stands now. Right? <laughs> Some of us do. No, um, have you ever heard of um, some people, some couples who have been married a long time, they they will not go to sleep angry at each other. So they'll talk it out like that night. They have like a rule, like we're not, we can't go to bed mad at each other. So they will sit and talk it out all night right. if they need to. because if you die in your sleep when you're old, you, could, you might really... Well, I'm not talking about old people, just people. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. But younger people... I guess if you're married, then you're sleeping. You're, you obviously have the same bed, and you can have that rule. But I think that effective communication, or even identifying something that may bother you to that extent, you know, it's, you know, I go back to the classic example of the toilet paper roll, mm-hmm. you know, coming off the top versus the bottom. Very mm-hmm. simple thing. Right. Um, I guess, you know, when you're young, I would say, you're not necessarily, you will let a lot go. You know, you're kind of like, oh, I'll let, you know, it's okay. I love her. It's fine. And I think that as time goes on, you know, you just, you let a lot of these things go. But I don't know that you have to really let them go. You can't just allow them to occur. You know, you, you, or you have to, I guess that's kind of choosing your battles. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I could probably live with a toilet paper roll on wrong for my entire life. You know, it's not going to affect me. Well, hopefully you um, brought it up before you let it go. You could, because somebody... But it's trivial, and it's, it's kind of like... It's trivial to, let's say, me, but if it's not trivial to you, then you should bring it up. But it is trivially trivial to me. Uh, okay. But it bothers. I mean, it's trivial, but it's like... I mean, I wish you it's would... It's a pet not peeve. You it's a pet peeve. You do it right. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's a pet peeve, right. Mm. Do you... I mean... You can't, ex- nobody's going to be that perfect person. You shouldn't, um, I don't think that pet peeves or trivial things are going to like add up into you like wanting to end your marriage. But if it is something that really irks you and you let it go on, I mean, a simple conversation about the toilet paper roll because should be addressed because the other person might not even think about it. But then if they know and are aware that it bothers what you... if they keep doing it? Well, then they might be doing it on purpose. <laughs> that, but see, so it's something so trivial. It's a little bit of a pet peeve. Hey, babe, you know, we've been married for two years, you know. 
I just, I really got to tell you, you put the toilet paper upside down. It's weird. Right. So. And then you go, you either would say, oh, I didn't know that. Or the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Well, that's not effective. Oh, right. Ah. That's not effective communication. If the person gets mad and responds in that way, then they're not. But it's trivial. It is. It is trivial, and you are being ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But if you never bring it up, that person, like, I absentmindedly put toilet paper on the rolls. I don't think about how it's going. Well, let that be a lesson. So, if that was something (laughs) that is your pet peeve, like, for example, don't really notice actually, but right. For example, I don't like the microwave left off of the time when it has like two seconds left and someone right. opens it, that bothers me. But <laughs> if I ever tell anyone, right. then that's my problem. So then, And if I ask you nicely and it's not something you think about because you've been doing it your whole life, you have to give them a couple chances. Not only do it because it bothers you. <laughs> well, now that you know it bothers <laughs> well, me. Well, yeah. But that's your fault. You might, it might take... Maybe two or three times for, because it's something so absentmindedly right. you do. You're, you just, cause I've seen the way some people use the microwave. They just, they hit like two, 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 enter. Well, that's only because I don't want to move my finger. It's much easier <laughs> just to hit the same number. More Instead of using the minute button, which is easier, easy there. Anyways. So <laughs> it's just There's something you have habits. I have habits. If somebody's habits bother you, then you need to address them in a casual conversation if that person gets offended well then there's that's where mm. so see the chat now now see this is this is exactly where it starts so i let you know this thing bothers the hell out of me right it doesn't really but i'm just saying Mm -hmm. bothers the hell out of me i've been eating it you know because i know it's trivial i know it's a weird thing um but it bothers the hell out of me i tell you it bothers the hell out of me and i'm i'm you know nice conversation hey wife um you know when you put the toilet paper roll on could you just make sure that it's rolling forward and not under it? And you go, what? That's weird. I never even thought about that or not. And mm-hmm. then and I go, yeah, I know it's really weird, but, you know, really drive me up the wall. And then you forget. Mm-hmm. So then I go, and now, hey, babe, you know, I was in there reading, reading, the, reading my articles, you know, taking and doing what you do in there. And I noticed, I went to grab the toilet paper, and I had to go under, and it's not a big deal. You know? So now you have to consciously make that decision. Are you willing to change or introduce these new habits in an effort to satisfy my ridiculousness? Um, And I think that if you're in a loving relationship, that would not be a big deal. However, I think there is a better approach. Mm. Instead of doing it negatively, so you should... You Praise. save toilet paper when... No. Oh. The the next time that that person does it right, you notice, you praise. Ah. So you say, oh, thank you for putting the toilet paper roll on over, um, That's rolling a over. Slope. That's just a slippery slope. And then they might, well, everybody's different. Some people respond to negative sure. reinforcement. Some people sure. respond to positive reinforcement. But when you're talking about communicating... So now we have to tr- keep treats and a clicker around. <laughs> <laughs> to help train our partner. <laughs> if you want them to I guess do if they respond. these trivial things, yes. Good job. Because you, you know there's a lot going on in our minds. We have a lot of other things that we're thinking about. Right. So, you know, something trivial. But if it really bothers the other person, and even when you address it, 
you make it seem like it's not that big of a deal, they're not going to really think about it. They might. They might. But you see, so even something so trivial Mm -hmm. actually introduces complexity and actually, in my mind, introduces it, it, I guess that will put the, it will test your communication abilities Mm -hmm. and the responsiveness and your respect because it's more than communicating because it's one thing to communicate something bothers you. It's another thing to alter somebody's behavior or to make that choice to change that behavior. Mm -hmm. So it has to be... Well, I guess, right. Thank you, you know, positive reinforcement to help you help yourself. But it really seems like something so trivial could really escalate into something like, you don't respect me. You don't, you know, I've asked you 15 times to put this stupid toilet paper on. So, you know, picking your battles, obviously. And in that one, it might make sense for whoever is particular that way to release that particularness. Mm -hmm. So that, because... If it's, you know, the microwave, for example, right? I don't even, I don't know if I ever use the microwave. I'm going to use it once a month and I don't even know how to use it. So, you know, I'm lucky I don't burn the house down every time we use it. Um, I will consistently forget. Well, actually, that's not true because it kind of bothers me too. But but I could see myself easily, consistently forgetting something like that absentmindedly, no matter how much you told me that it bothers you. So now I'm almost... Like, now that you've mentioned it, you've given me opportunity to really mess up. Because before it was no big deal, I, was, I wasn't I was messing up. Now, I'm messing up. Well, you were messing up. You just weren't aware that you were messing that's up. Not, <laughs> that's not okay. That's not okay. There's no you, Those invisible tests are the worst kind. It's like, oh, you, you fucked up again. Look at you. You're fucking up all day. It's like, babe, you never, you never told me. You should know better. Yeah, but <laughs> no, it bothered the person. But once they bring it up, because now it's a now, now, it's, a, now it's an issue. Now it's an issue. But and, and but now, I think that's, that's a pretty trivial example. Yeah. It might be that you know, I mean, it could be anything though. And as soon as you bring it up, you're kind of you're you're putting it out there that the other person may not, you know, they may not react the way that you need them to react because you can't. Is that something that you have to? Is, so. I guess where I'm going is, is it's, you know, you have to, me as an individual, I have to be able to accept as much as I have to be able to communicate those things which are important to me that I would hope that you would be able to accept. But I have to accept that you may not accept that. And I think that's when this just turns into a really slippery slope is I'm asking, you know, I'm asking you to put the toilet paper on a particular way because it drives me up the wall. Not really, but, you know, just saying. You consistently forget. You got a ton of shit going on. You got kids. You got stuff you got to do. You're barely sleeping. And it's just not even important to you because you're, you know, you you may not even realize you're putting toilet paper on. You know, I might leave it empty and you're like, oh, you always leave. I had, oh, well, if I'm going to put it on right, well, how come you'd always leave it empty? I mean, it's just like. that old joke. How many guys does it take to change a toilet paper roll? Who cares? It's a woman's job? None. It's never been done before. Or they don't know it's never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, but I mean, those are, so it's like, it's easy to say, well, all you got to do is communicate and you can make that relationship. But, but there's also this, it's, it's, you know, being the right person would be 
you know, it's like, hey, I've told you six times about the toilet paper thing. You keep miss. I keep, you know, for it might be right five times, and I, you know, and then the time I need to go to the bathroom, I see it's on backwards, and that irks me and drives me up the wall. So I think that there's also a certain point when you have to let that go. Like, as the person who it bothers, that that person has to change how it bothers them. You know, like there's that whole thing you can't change the other person. So, you know. It's, you can't it's, teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, yeah. And old dogs don't hear very well. But it, how do you... Um, but I. But on the other side, I think it's good practice for communication because I think that some issues are reoccurring and have to be talked about. Um, and usually the more important ones, they do have to be discussed more than once and over and over. Not every day, but like... Well, Well, maybe. you know, uh, maybe once a month or whenever they're... That's interesting. You almost need a workbook. You almost mm. need like daily meet or weekly meetings, you know, <laughs> like you almost have to say, okay, what's because, okay, right? Like I'm like, it drives, like potentially mm-hmm. the toilet paper thing really makes me really, really mad. I mean, you know, it makes me like want to break things. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I, I'm like, I know it's trivial. I know it's weird. I'm kind of a weirdo. I tell you, and then you don't do it. Now I'm really pissed and I don't want to bring it up anymore because you clearly don't give a shit about me. (laughs) And I think that that's like, so I communicated Mm -hmm. and it's a natural, you know, it's normal, you know, especially something so trivial. People have trivial things. Um, So I think that it's kind of like, it's, you need to, you need to be able to, it's, it's weird. It's like, you almost really do need like tools and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, what bothers you? How much does it bother you? And you need to write it down somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like you need almost to say, you know, here's, you know, I don't know if you ever (laughs) seen those quadrants, right? It's like very important, (laughs) kind of important, not really important, might be important someday, (laughs) right? So it's like, okay, let's write down everything in quadrant one and let's meet in a month and see how we've addressed these things. (laughs) Because that actually, I mean, with people who may be having these difficulties, you know, growing up together will mm-hmm. require lots of tune-ups i'd say lots of communications mm-hmm. um i don't want you know i i would you know you're used car salesman i really want you to get a better job it's a number one quadrant you know another week comes around he's hanging out with his buddies playing video games all day at work and it's like you know we're really starving here you know <laughs> I'm, i i have to ask the neighbors for bread oh yeah i'll get another job babe you know so i think that that number one, there's the things which are important, and then you need a way to determine kind of the validity of the importance, you know? Mm-hmm. So that you might say the toilet paper, low priority because it doesn't hurt anybody. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal of preference, mm-hmm. right? So preference versus like hurt, being hurt or, you know, kind of these deeper emotional things that need to be addressed versus... Just being, you know, kind of being a little whiny person saying the toilet paper bothers me. Although that's, I mean, like how, how, what becomes more important? Well, if the toilet paper, for example, bothers you that much, it takes two seconds for you to switch it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fine words. Uh, Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? So you you don't have to do it right. Well, why do do I do anything right then? I'll just... You don't. I'll just... I'll stop, no, I'll no, stop no. throwing my stuff on the bed and I'll throw it on the floor. Well, no, it's interesting because I do – well, you brought up a point that 
you you bring you bring it up it bothers you let's say i don't respond immediately and you you mentioned earlier that you would probably absentmindedly forget too but you, so you have to give the other person a little bit of a like how would you respond Babe. to that but it was interesting <laughs> because it with the toilet paper thing i think that if I were to continually do it wrong and you were to switch it, that I might notice. Like, mm. I might be like, oh, did I, mm. you know, like if you I... You might see there is a right way to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely not a right way, <laughs> but there is a there is a right way to roll toilet paper, and I've seen so many people do it. That, that's We're going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I know, but... but um, <laughs> no, I... So I think that eventually that something trivial can be... But see, that's a very... You have to Figured be out. very effective in dealing and kind of being a, a very tactful approach, you mm-hmm. know? Like, instead of ripping the toilet paper off of the handle, throwing it in the toilet and saying, fine, if you're going to do it wrong, then I'm going to do it wrong. <laughs> well, you know? right. That's not effective communicating. But, that, but, but that's because it bothered that person. Like, they were feeling so pissed off. I mean, they might, you know, there might be some other issues going on. But it bothered them so much that... And the other person just didn't you know i mean so that's that's actually interesting something so trivial is just a has the potential to be just as big of a deal as as somebody you know never being home you know if, if they're never home they're like i wish you were home more it's like oh well you know i got meetings i got a dinner i got friends and and you know if both are resolved through discussion then that's easy. It's like, hey, I wish you were here more. Hey, I wish you do the toilet paper more. You know, to to us, one seems far greater. You know, one's like more detrimental than the other, especially if there are children involved. But if somebody walking around like just pissed because things aren't, you know, because they're not being listened to or respected is is how they feel, then I mean, that's. I guess I don't know. Would that. The little trivial thing could have just as as big of an effect as something that appears much more obvious and larger. So I think it's kind of like, how much does this piss you off? Definitely need to um, weigh the differences in what's bothering you. But I think that you would not look for trivial things unless there was an over a bigger issue, really. An underlying issue would cause you to start looking at the little things. Possibly. I mean, if you had weekly check-ins and there were only trivial things, like well, they well would... if you have weekly check-ins, you're already going in the right <laughs> spot. So I mean that, and that's actually not a bad idea. I, I don't have time for that. I'm always got to hang out with my friends and stuff. But <laughs> um, it's but it's in, it it does. I mean, so as a younger, so for us, we're older, mm-hmm. so it's not that big of a deal. I mean, we 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 I believe I am aware that. There are certain things which may or may not bother me that I will just forget. And it won't bother me because my greater intention is just to enjoy each other, you know, and just mm-hmm. be here and live our lives and, and you know, the little things that we can forego. And because, because I was alone for a long time mm-hmm. and I've, you know, I mean, I was married from 20 to 22 or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was, you know, raising kids for a long time. So I understand kind of the consequences of being too particular mm-hmm. and, you know, looking for that perfect person who's going to be everything I want them to be. 
And I think that that's something that, that does come with maturity is understanding that, you know, like we've said, mm -hmm. as we get older, it becomes more about being the right person rather than finding the right person. Mm, and when both people are being the right person, it makes it a lot easier to find somebody else who's also being the right person. But when you're younger, I think you require more tune-ups and more communication because you're making decisions which affect the tra trajectory of your life. True. Like even even now, we're still, I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, well, when, you know, 10 years ago. Right, and it's interesting because I'd wonder, I'd be curious to see, like, what, you know, what 20-year-olds talk about. Toilet paper rolls. Right, <laughs> and, right, the more trivial things would right. be stuff that came up. Because they're still children, they're still yeah. kind of like me, me, you know, like, what do you mean you're not going to pay my phone bill? So, like, my parents always pay my phone bill. You're my husband now. You pay my phone bill. So, I, but I mean, you know, they're. I think it would be interesting to hear what mm -hmm. what what they talk about, and if that even resolves anything, you know, like that that might when you know open discussions could lead to a more agreeable dissolution. You know, this uh, uh, you know you're you get. You're like, you know what? This isn't working out. We've talked about this all the time. We're not making any progress. We should, you know. Probably um, effective communication should start when you're dating, not <laughs> after you're married. But... Yeah, but not real. Like, okay. you know, when you're oh. dating, you're like, you know. you uh, When you're dating somebody, you meet the best they can be. You and should be, you true. know. And that's the whole thing is, like, mm -hmm. you meet that girl who makes you want to be a better person. That's true, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, they, they, <laughs> you married, well, then you get married, and you're like, and you guys get fat together, and yeah. Well, your comfort zones, yeah, you're... you get comfortable mm -hmm. with each other, and I think that comfort's dangerous. Mm -hmm. That comfort is the thing which allows you to. I mean, you know, you know, I'm so thankful that that you don't have a flatulence issue at all, you know. <laughs> but if you did, you know, you could easily, as you know, when we're dating. You probably wouldn't let that slide, you know, but as you got older, it's like, you're all, hey, babe, and we're like, what was that? Like, oh, no, it's fine. I just have this issue. I have this condition. You know, I, I, right. I can't control it. It's like, you can control it. Like, no, I really can't. You know, I have to take this medication. It makes me break out, lose my hair and gain weight. So I, I'm off it. We're married now. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> so... Oh, and I got a nose job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, how come our children have noses like that? I, I don't. Have, nobody in my family. And your uncle a little bit, but that's kind of weird. Anyway, <laughs> but he had a broken nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, yeah, there, there is that. You know, as you grow up together, as you, as we grow older together, and share in many years of relationship of, of being in a relationship together. There's a certain amount of, oh, that's just how they are, mm -hmm. and a, I really need you to do this for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's also a strategy in accomplishing those things. Mm -hmm. And when you're younger, you may have less restraint. You might yell. You might get really pissed off about toilet paper for some reason. You know, it's, I just keep coming back to it because I don't know why. Because it bothers me. No. <laughs> Um, this is the first I'm hearing about this yeah, it's, toilet paper it's, thing. I, I just know it's because there's two ways to put it on. And one way is, I always thought there was a right way. Like, for reals. And, and, yeah. and 
There's not, and I know that, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I remember having one of those moments where it's like, you put it on, it comes off the back. Like, what? But the obviously it doesn't bother me. But it's just something so trivial mm-hmm. that is nobody notices. You would never, you know, it's not, there's no right way. And then, but it's okay to perceive that there is a right way. Mm-hmm. And if I perceive that there's a right way and that is important to me, mm-hmm. my feelings are real. Mm-hmm. And if it really bothers me, that could be a point of contention, just like anything else. Right. And I think that if it, if you show and address that it's really bothering you, that the other person would try. Trying's not enough, Natalie. I'm sorry. They will. <laughs> I know. Right. You try all day long. Still getting it they wrong. They will do it eventually. That's true. It might But it not also be... takes patience. Like, so that that's kind of my point, though, mm-hmm. is, that, is that there's this line between in effective communication and being in a relationship in that you may communicate it perfectly. That other person may be incapable of changing. And then you have to f- be faced with that situation where you have to change. And in a relationship, you know, I, I, tell, I tell the older kids this, mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to be able to compromise. Mm-hmm. The person's going to do things that piss you off. But those compromises have to be within your realm of acceptability. Mm-hmm. You can't compromise your integrity. You can't compromise your, your value system, no matter what they are, no matter how ridiculous they are. You know, a certain amount of compromise is okay, but that other person can't expect you to, you know, change, you know, think that, you know, for, I don't know a better example, but that it's okay to take a beating every now and then. That that's, <laughs> right. that's normal. And, you know, and that obviously you got to draw the line and say it's absolutely not normal. So I think that, you know, communication is, is probably the most critical. You Number one, you have to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And then once you bring up whatever it is, positives and negatives probably, mm-hmm. yeah. that you have to be prepared to change yourself. Because you only bring it up to change the other person. You know, because if I was going to sure. change myself silently, you'd never hear about it. You know, I would just totally accept whatever it is. But that would build contempt. It's like, I've done everything for you. I stopped caring about the microwave i stopped caring about the toilet paper <laughs> right. i let you leave your jacket on the back of chairs and you know and then i'm sitting there and we're 50 and leave your socks everywhere yeah i'm right but i mean you know you're like so we're 20 years in the relationship and you just had enough and i'm like you better keep it down you're being ridiculous <laughs> and i mean that that could spiral out of control. Well, that's why I'm saying that if something bothers you, you have to bring it up early on. Because you're talking about holding something back or not addressing those trivial things that could spiral later on. If you address things early on and consistently and positively, then then you eventually change behavior. Yes. I don't know. Maybe. It, that's not. Those are not compromising integrity issues. So yes, I think if that other person wants to make their partner happy, that they would consider their feelings about these trivial things. Because if not, then you're secretly. Holding all Basically these negative things. Off. 
where yeah. you, the other person's telling, like, you're like, that is the most ridiculous, you know, you're sitting there quiet and you're listening, and in the back of your head you're going, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to put a fucking toilet paper on however the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. But then you go, okay, that's fine, I'll do my best. And I think that that's, that, that that's what takes, you know, because actually, if you're talking about communication and you're talking about things that bother you that the other person does you're you're really trying to change their behavior mm-hmm. now i guess that's kind of where the individual has that's part of the compromise is mm-hmm. that you have to be willing and able to change your behavior to accommodate the other person's needs no matter regardless of how ridiculous you might think they are Mm-hmm. And that's part of, and that's commitment. Yeah, you have because to be otherwise, to you call it contempt or contention or whatever. That's going to build up if you don't bring it up. That person is never going to change if you don't bring it up. They're not just going to one day put their socks. In what's the worse? What's worse? <laughs> what's worse? Not bringing it up or bringing it up and have somebody not acknowledge it. Um, I don't think that if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage, I don't. Eventually, they will. I think that they will, or they'll explain their side of it. So, you'll say perspective. Yeah, like you're. You'll say, babe, it really bothers me when the toilet paper is not put on right. And then I'll be like, oh, I didn't even know I was not putting it on right. I just put it on. And I'd say, and then really. You didn't know you were doing it wrong the whole time. And then you'll say, <laughs> what for whatever reason, right. why you prefer that right. it's My on. My mom used to beat me when I put it on wrong. Okay. And then, I was, and then I'm like, oh, well, I don't want those bad memories of your mom beating you to, like, bring, come or up. Them, whoever. Um, and then I will make a conscious effort to put it on right because you have now brought it up and explained why it bothers you. What if it's something that's not as easy? That's a great well, approach. Right. And I was just thinking that. Well, what if I strongly feel that it should be under? <laughs> right. I mean, that's almost a political discussion. It's almost like I'm trying to make you socialist and you're trying to make me communist. It's like you. we will never... There is no... Well, there... I mean, in this... And for this example, that's easy. When you put on the toilet paper roll, you can put it however you want. When I put it on, I can put it however I want. That's interesting. But, um... And then you have to just... Res- so then that's where respect comes in. So you Because just... if it bothers you, you could change it. And yeah, if... but can you imagine every time you... Like, every time you're watching TV, like, you change it to Fox and I change it to CNN. And it's like, because just these different political views, like... You need two TVs. You need two bathrooms. Yeah, that's what you have to compromise. That's 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 not compromising. That's living single, and that's not like but enjoying your would, partner. I like. Why would you compromise? Why would I compromise? You have to take turns. <laughs> you have to say you get to pick no, the no, movie no, no, tonight. No. You, you compromised last time, so this I, time I get to buy a boat. I get to pick the movie this time. <laughs> no, you got to pick the movie. You pick the movie next time. <laughs> Take turns. I hate I'm you, I'm going to bed. <laughs> watching CNN tonight, tomorrow night you can watch. Right. Whatever. So then, 
obviously politics is one of those things that you should definitely work out beforehand (laughs) and you you should be on the same page because you should enjoy watching these things ranting together about the current president you know or praising you know whatever it is your views can't be so strongly that you're for politics Politics. Politics. <laughs> Politology. Your political views is what I was going to say. Your political views can't be so opposite. Right. If it, you don't have to always agree, but they can't be so opposite. Or you can't be so like, no, it has right. to be this right. way. But you don't always have to agree. So that's, so see, that's interesting. Because, mm-hmm. so we have commitment, we have compromise, mm-hmm. and we have respect for each other. And, 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 and generally what we're basically saying is you need to communicate when you need the other person to change. The other person needs to understand the high priority items in which warrant change. So, you know, for instance, you might ask me to do something and it might be very important to you. And I will say, I will compromise and become a communist instead of a socialist. (laughs) Now, that's, I mean, that's kind of what it takes. But that's a huge, like, no amount of communication is... I don't think... I mean, holy wars we're talking about. Yeah, no. So that's not a. So you got to get the holy wars out of. If you got to you, you got to find somebody who's on the same side of, <laughs> as you, with some major issues. Of course, the major issue. So see, that's very difficult to do when you're young. Yeah, because you don't know. Right. That's true. That's true. You might not know. So no, no amount of communication or... is going to have a Republican turn into a Democrat if they truly believe in the fundamental differences. Or. Something might happen that they change. They start making money, and all of a sudden they're Republican. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, right? no, because I, mean, I remember well, some of my friends were like that, you know, diehard Democrats in like eighth grade, and it's like I don't even know <laughs> what that is. I mean, they still are, but it could have changed. Eighth Republican. Grade is a little young. But I think so. But <laughs> college in college, that's kind of when mm-hmm. you form these things, right? Um, but most college students are liberal. Libtards, super liberal. Well, yeah, but that's because their parents are, you know, a high percentage of parents are helping, and oh, right. But your views aren't necessarily. You're going to college. You're not trying to make money. You don't understand the impact of money in your life. A lot of 30, things 30. change when you're, when you have your own kids, and when you're, yeah, married and raising family and that kind of stuff. Your your views change. So that I mean, but that's you the issue. More so, so you have to watch out. There's eh, some people do. Some people um, rely on certain benefits and believe that they're entitled to those benefits um, as they have children and don't have the means because of economic or you know socioeconomic uh, um, situations but but generally I would agree with you especially you know those people probably didn't go to college they may not have the means (laughs) right so we're not talking about those people right okay well yeah you can talk about college age kids I mean but anyways so um, that's it's interesting because I really was like, oh, all you got to do is communicate and you can work through anything. But communication could potentially, you, I guess, you have to have those, those discussions before you get married. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to communicate before you get married. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk. You really it, have to. And it may be like, maybe not in, maybe if a typical relationship that, ends, that results in marriage, you date and have fun for the first year. And then once you propose and you're like, okay. Well, we know people who are young and recently married. Then Do you think that they have these conversations? Because I don't, it's, you almost have to, 
you almost have to say, hey, we got to have a talk about religion or politics. Because otherwise, you're kind of just having fun. You're not, I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think there, I mean, you definitely should. I don't. I don't know how you address that, but you would, things would come up that you would know. What like, if you're not dating during a presidential year, let alone um, election year? You're like, I mean, there's nothing politics related. You, you're like, you know, all of a sudden somebody goes in, who'd you vote for? And like, what? Why would you vote for? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's because again, it's like, you know, nobody teaches you how to be in a relationship, how to engage in a relationship, how to, how to communicate. Right. And I would imagine that there's a lot of situation, like people find themselves in situations and and you're always putting your best foot forward, especially when you're dating. Um, It's almost like, you you know, you have to have a conversation and say, look, we need to just, let's just sit down and let's play, let's play a game. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of quizzes that say, make sure, like, (laughs) yeah. Well, yeah, but in the magazines you read, so the girl has to sit down and initiate, (laughs) which, which actually, I mean, you know, a guy could too. I don't know where we would ever learn to sit down and communicate with Mm -hmm. girls. Like, we just want to touch them. (laughs) But, nice. We have to talk? I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I don't think it's going to work out. Well, the girl could do it nonchalantly, like, (laughs) randomly and come, like, you're talking, you're just like. Oh, look at Trump and Hillary. Which one would you vote for? (laughs) I I, I have my ideas. How many kids do you want to have, babe? (laughs) Kids? What? What? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want kids. I'll enjoy my life. (laughs) I'm just saying. So, so actually, those things do come up. So, tact, strategy. Mm -hmm. So, so it should be. So, I think that, again, young people, middle, older people, you know, 20 versus 30. Communication is key, but communication can be a can of worms. Mm-hmm. So, so you no, it's not a can of worms because if you don't communicate, you can keep your and everything. Works out. <laughs> no, twenty years later, thirty years later, that's in twenty or thirty years. You hate the other person because right. they can't because they're freaking the Republican. You can't believe it. <laughs> the right way, and you're just sick of it, and you're fed up, and. At that point, it's too late. You're like, I had to live the last 30 years with the toilet paper roll upside down. And and even if there's nothing else that bothers you, that bothers you. Something surfaces that's trivial. Because you're looking for an argument or... You're... Well, there's just something that really bothers the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And today's the day you're going to let them know. Mm-hmm. And then it spirals out of control because then they let you know. Well, and then, and then like, they're and like... And another thing. Well, right. That or they're like, <laughs> really? You could have told me 20 years ago and I would have put it on right. Like this whole thing could have been... The... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this could have been, <laughs> right. been avoided. Well, I've been switching it every day. Every time I go in the bathroom, you never notice. I thought that would help. I thought I put it on that way. <laughs> right. I've never paid attention. Yeah. I mean, there's that too. So it's interesting. So there's actually, it's kind of like you have to, in order to have a successful marriage, you have to really get to know the person beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the first few months are, you know, usually you don't have to get too much to know too much. Um, but if it's something that, that might seem like it could have any kind of duration or seriousness, then, then it would be in both parties' best interest to kind of explore each other's values, beliefs, particulars. And even expectations. 
expectations right Mm -hmm. right and i guess if the older you get the more you the expectations are kind of assumed because well you've met in a particular place you know it's not like in college you have no idea you know you have no idea one's going to be homeless and one's going to be the mayor (laughs) you know but when you're a little older just where you go kind of dictates how you know how you got where you guys met kind of aligns you further Mm -hmm. so i think that that's kind of the challenges in young relationships is you have to explore ideas and particulars probably a little bit more and you have to have a little bit more ongoing tune-ups you have to have a little more ongoing oh look what i've been thinking lately Mm -hmm. or I'm thinking about getting into blah, 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 or trying this out or, you know, whatever, whatever those, those things are that as a younger couple, Mm -hmm. you have to constantly kind of, because as you grow up, you should be exploring new things. You should be having new interests. Like, Hey, I, I, you know, I thought I might want to try surfing today. Mm -hmm. Hey, I thought I might want to try snowboarding. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, that sounds fun. I'm interested in that. Or I'm not interested in that, you Mm -hmm. know, do it alone or I'll do it with you. And I think that those types of things, having common interests by giving the other person the opportunity to take part in that. When you're younger, it's mm-hmm. more important. Mm-hmm. When you get older, I think you've kind of established your own things. And, you know, if you meet when you're older, you're kind of like, oh, I like snowboarding. And you're like, I'd love to try snowboarding. And it's like, well, you know, I want to go to the top of the mountain. I'll just put you in lessons. And mm, they should be fine with that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if it was important that you both snowboard at the top of the mountain, then you'd have to know that. Um, well, you would learn. You'd have to, you'd have to learn. So, but yeah. You... Well, no, but there are people who already know how. So if it was important, you know. Well, I guess if you if you marry young and then you wouldn't just, you know. I guess it's possible. Somebody snowboarded no. when they're 20 and then. No, I'm saying that if that wasn't, if your husband goes wants to go snowboarding all the time, then you want to try it, that you'll learn you just obviously start in the classes and can work your way up to doing it right together. but if the husband if it was important to them mm-hmm. they would either tell you on the outset hey you know i know you don't snowboard i need you to get good because i want to go to the top with you mm-hmm. or i mean the husband or the the boyfriend's like this isn't going to work out because i need somebody to go snowboarding with me <laughs> so but i mean you know right. you, you I mean, have yeah. to you have to have those right. conversations See, but that's the thing. See, that's where you get in trouble because the husband's like, really want somebody to go snowboarding on top. Just an example. Right? Mm-hmm. But the husband, I really, I'm a rock climber. I want to go rock climbing. I want you to be a rock climber someday. And the woman's like, oh yeah, I'll be a rock climber. Never becomes a rock climber. The husband continues to rock climb. Like that's, you know, that, there's not going to be reconciliation. And that's kind of when the husband has to, you know, well, she's not going to, and I'm okay with that. Or, babe, get your ass on the mountain. It's really important to me. And then the woman has to either understand how important it is, or, I mean, that's, you know, that's like refusing to change toilet paper roll. Right. True. I don't believe... Well, those are extracurricular activities, though, so I guess... You right, know, so you don't always have to share those. Would the woman be okay with him having another woman who goes rock climbing with him? No. Probably he not. He could have a friend. He could have a friend. What if the friend was a girl? She'd have to know him. 
You have to like meet yeah. your friend. Yeah, you better bring her over for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better not be somebody named Charlie in your, <laughs> in your right. phone. That, oh, hang on, or I gotta mom. get this babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mom too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, right. It's her cell phone, not her landline. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> you probably. No. I've had, yeah, anyways. So, um. Right. I don't, if you feel so strongly about an extracurricular activity, then it would probably come up while you're dating and you would have attempted it while you were dating. It's not like, oh, you got married and now you get to go snowboarding with me or rock climbing with me. You would have, you would have done it on a date. You could have yeah. taken that person rock climbing and see if they enjoyed it. And you would know right away whether this is something they're going to do, whether they're not physically able or they don't, you can tell well, like. But it's interesting because a lot of those extracurricular activities are generally individual. So, I mean, I guess like tennis might be a good one. It's like, I like to play tennis. You've never played tennis in your life. Not for reals. I mean, that does happen to be the case, but it's like there are things which cup which would be nice to have a partner doing and i guess as if if that partner could eventually you know if i was a professional tennis player mm-hmm. and you've never played tennis in your life and i want a tennis partner you probably I, wouldn't work out right does that it just probably wouldn't because I don't that think thing that, is such a part of your life right i don't think the guy would even continue dating the girl because he'd find someone who was right hey let's go play tennis on our date babe it's like have you ever played tennis in your life? <laughs> like, this is a tennis ball. <laughs> well, that or he'll teach, and if he can see that the person has no... Well, I mean, there's just a different level. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, professional tennis player no. is not going to tolerate... No, but they, like, at, the at first, club. they would have liked to... They like to show off and, like, teach the other person. <laughs> Got you again. <laughs> and right. if there's no... No, but that's something it, that the tennis player has to accept. The, the, it wouldn't last. Well, or they would be fine without it. You know, right. they, I mean, you know, like it's like, okay, they're not going to play tennis. That's fine. Or they're, you know, or we're going to play doubles and you just, just stay over there. Right <laughs> Stand by the net. Yeah. No <laughs> worry. I'll just, I got it. <laughs> you know, which is actually, that's a good compromise. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of, I think what is required to have a successful relationship because especially, you know, a rock climber, right? Mm-hmm. The rock climbing is not something that you just overnight you're a rock climber. I mean, you can go and have fun, right. you know, and especially, you know, I guess I'll go back to snowboarding. I've been mm-hmm. snowboarding since I was a kid mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people who have been snowboarding since they were kids in general. I mean, mm-hmm. around here, there's probably a few, but, but generally that's one of those things that it's kind of acceptable. It's like, boy, it'd be nice if we could go snowboard. Although pretty much all of my friends who snowboard with their girlfriends end up leaving them on the mountain. <laughs> no matter how good a snowboarder they are. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's kind of unreasonable. And those are kind of individual sports anyways. Almost everything. Pro- I would say that probably, that, and that's probably what I was, what I think it was getting at. That some something that somebody's good at, generally they're good at it. Mm-hmm. And they might not like that you, you're like, oh yeah, I play tennis. <laughs> like, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I do play tennis actually. And then kill them. They're like, right. no, no, this isn't going to work out. Right. So yeah, I guess that's kind of. But those are the things that come out when you're dating. Mm-hmm. And as a young person, you're pr- you, there's still plenty of opportunity for both of you to do things together. And just because it might not be what the husband or wife, you know, 
maybe you really like knitting and you really want me to get into knitting. I mean, I'm just saying. Right. Like, that's kind of like, well, okay, so we won't have knitting, but we can have talking on doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's interesting. Well, now I'm thinking about these things, like, even with my people I know and, like, who, like, our family is a basketball family. But doesn't mean everyone can play basketball <laughs> right but as long as the as long as like when it's so so for example you're a snowboarder and i'm just like never snowboarding i go on the mountain a couple of times and i'm just like you know this isn't for me whatever but i can't forbid you or make it hard for you to like share that with your kids yeah then it's fine but, but that's, I mean, it's it's more along the lines of kind of relationship building. Like, like when you're doing things together, mm-hmm. those kind of extracurricular activities, you know, that definitely strengthens the relationship. So if you have those things. But typically in sports, males and females are not going to be compatible in any kind well, of... That's because we're bigger, stronger ex- than anything. Exactly. Like, I mean, I would I would kill you in basketball. Wouldn't no, you even wouldn't. be fun. I'd, I'd throw you over the... <laughs> right. Throw you far. And tennis wouldn't be fun to play with you because I am good for a girl, but your your serves would kill me. I wouldn't even be able to return them, probably. I'm going to hit like a girl. Well, yeah, I'm a girl. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, and skiing right. and snowboarding is a totally individual. No, but... I mean, but I had fun with Sophia, like, Even when I go with my friends, down it's, it's an individual sport. Like, me and my slopes, friends... But, right, yeah. When, no, me and my friends go. I mean, I'm just saying. So. Right. So I guess that's interesting that that sharing in things extracurricular, you know, generally unless you met doing it, mm-hmm. kind of you know, like dog owners, right? Like if you're you meet at the dog park, you're clearly dog people, so you're gonna have that in common. But if you don't meet at a dog park and one person has a dog, then it, you know it you're not gonna have that in common Mm -hmm. but there can still be lots of other things that you do have in common and you can strengthen and build things and Um, i was thinking earlier while we were talking that not i mean communication is important too but um keeping um making time for each other right especially when when you're older like the old you know because in the beginning obviously you're dating all you're going out all the time because leaving your kids in the car (laughs) and um and then life happens and if you have kids like if i think i mean obviously if you don't have kids you still do things together a lot right (laughs) because that's the only other person that you have rock line play tennis and snowboard all the time which is great (laughs) right individually no if it's just you and the other person i think that they both would um it's probably more valuable to have those extracurricular activities in common and that's probably where people where you know i mean i i total speculation Uh but professional snowboarder meets professional snowboard girl because they spend their whole lives on the mountain Mm -hmm. and it makes sense that you know it's like we should this is great. I love snowboarding every morning. I have a, a beautiful place in Big Bear. <laughs> and, you know, and I my whole life is focused around this. Oh, you do too. And that works nicely. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of, so you have to find those complementary, complementary right. things. But, you know, I was, I was, I'm curious, and we kind of touched on this earlier. 
do young people, do people, I don't know that we had those conversations. We, I probably did. Well, I was probably quite inquisitive. But do people, do you think that um, if anybody that you know, you know, early mm-hmm. 30s and maybe dating somebody, um, maybe getting serious, do you think they've had those discussions? Like, I don't know that, I probably knew if you were Democrat or Republican, but, you know, people say that, they don't really know what they mean. So, like, do you, do people actually have those conversations to... Well, those are definitely not first date well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> questions. Uh, if I if, guess that's one. It's like, do you want kids? And I'm sorry. Oh no, that's that's right. Um, do you have a, do they have the conversation? But they don't say they don't have it. Like, okay, nice, here's nice. my question. Have a seat over here. Yeah. I have this piece of paper with some questions. Um, Go ahead and uh, check, check, sorry, check. Yes or no? You didn't answer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but based on this questionnaire, is not going to work. Hillary out. Clinton. <laughs> if somebody who's really strongly political, because not everybody is. Some right, people don't right, care. Right. I just bring it up because that's a polarizing know, right, thing. Right. Totally. So usually, if somebody's like super Democrat or whatever. They'll have made comments. Right. Like if they're they'll vegan, have... you know they're exactly. vegan. If they're in the CrossFit, you'll know they're in CrossFit. Exactly. They're running, you'll be like, oh, what's that sticker on your car? <laughs> <laughs> right. So the hobbies and the interests that we have, they they come out in our personality right. and who we are and what right. we do. Because we're proud of those things mm-hmm. because it's things that we like. Yeah. So like red flags, you know, would definitely come up while you're dating. Right. Those easy ones. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Politics and... Religion. Mm-hmm. Right. That would come up really early and... Um, I think most people should talk about about kids. Like, doing your taxes. Like, I am very, I deduct everything, and you think that's wrong. You know, you don't know that until you guys are doing. I mean, there's certain bridges that you have to cross when Mm -hmm. you get there. Mm -hmm. As as people grow up in their relationship, so so it's more than communication. It's like it's like. It's communication with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to cognitively, proactively, and positively have regroupings mm-hmm. with the spouse and be like, "Where are we at? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? How can I improve?" Which that alone takes. I'll never ask you those, by the way. But the, <laughs> but but that's the type. I mean. Actually, honestly, now that it, like that's actually something that would be really helpful in any relationship is is to just have these frequent kind of how am I doing rate my service you know it's mm-hmm. like a that's a very interesting idea is is like a spouse rating app that you randomly get surveys <laughs> about my performance and I'm able to see those because actually like that's that's very important feedback work on this. You can work on that no. Right. Well, you know, two stars here, three <laughs> stars here. You know, overall, great transaction. <laughs> no. Um, well, that's, I mean, in the Marriage Encounters Retreat, they said recommended, I think, 10 minutes every night or something like that. Who's got 10 minutes? I know. Not me. Um, and I've heard other people recommend, you know, just... But make yeah, making that time demonstrates that you want it to work, mm-hmm. and I think that making that time is very important. 
and not making that time is very easy Mm -hmm. and some people can do it without that time some people need that time Mm -hmm. and so number one I believe communication effective communication letting well when we say communication we're kind of talking about letting the other person know that something bothers them or that they're having trouble so not keeping things in Mm -hmm. um and the other thing I think is also um trying to make it continually work like Mm -hmm. you know one communication to let people know of things that bother them or Mm -hmm. i feel like we're getting distant or i feel Mm -hmm. like we haven't spent time together for years we haven't taken a vacation together you and me haven't got dinner for six months whatever Mm -hmm. you know obviously that's not us but it whatever that's a proactive both people should be that way Right, well... But one person at least needs to be like, hey, we need to go <laughs> yeah. out, you know, it's time to go out to eat. So we're, so, yes, with the effective communication, the the people, both partners have to be willing to try to work, work out whatever issues are addressed. Right. Whether they're trivial or... And, and voicing that they think they're trivial is... Is yeah. part of communication yes. saying I think that toilet paper thing is absolutely ridiculous. I can put it on any way I want, and it's not a big deal. And then I may go, "You're right. That that is, you know, I can see that because you're like, it doesn't matter. It rolls off the bottom, rolls off the top. We get new roll. We get ten <laughs> new rolls a month. It's not a big deal." And then I might go, "You know, you're right. Like that's your. I am being ridiculous. So mm-hmm. that means that I would have to be open minded to understand to to accepting that I." I'm wrong or mm-hmm. or I need to change because I guess we're talking about number one communication in an effect to kind of modify a person's behavior but then we're also kind of talking about spending time together to build the, the two party like to build a relationship mm-hmm. and relationship takes work and effort and and you can't just go through the motions day to day you have to talk, mm-hmm. ask how the day was, mm-hmm. um, and I and I do think, and maybe you and I may start. I don't know. I don't have any time for that. But I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a really good idea to just how's things going? Mm-hmm. You know, like having those conversations. How how do you feel these days? And and you know, making that important, making that a priority will go a long way in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you, I, I believe, you know, it will be when we started this, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about communication. That's the solution to everything. Mm-hmm. And and actually, there's a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. But I believe that communication is at the root of it all. Right. Is that you have to be able to discuss things with your partner. You have to be able to respect what they say. So it's kind of yes. communication, mm-hmm. respect, and then also both people dedicated to creating a lasting relationship right which takes maybe monthly dinner out together if you have Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. or you know making time for each other Mm -hmm. and actually that time for each other is kind of where you could communicate Mm -hmm. so maybe it's actually about making time for each other Mm -hmm. and making time for each other would kind of that kind of breaks that married living single thing Mm -hmm. is that you you make time for each other to talk to each other, to listen to each other, and to be a better person for that other person. Yes. Assuming that you love them. Mm-hmm. And if they're just... 
Well, if you're married and committed, then I think that you you want you love them a long time. Yeah. So if you can do that from the onset, that's probably a pathway to a very happy, healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself in trouble, Mm -hmm. you could probably, over a duration of time, reconcile your differences. Mm -hmm. Now, it's just like having a a sustained injury from, you know, 10 years ago. You go see a doctor and and they're like, you've had this injury for a long time. It's going to take five years of stretching to, Mm -hmm. to work it out. And, and that might be what, what is being faced by couples who are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Couples who find themselves hating the other person for no good reason. Like, why don't you like them? I don't know if it's everything they do pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, well, you loved them at one point. You had children with them. Why, why do you want to leave? Right. And what they really should do is, you know, slowly right, spend definitely. time together mm-hmm. and just make time for each other and just talk. Mm-hmm. And keep the voices voice control right you know? and if something gets so contentious that you're gonna start screaming change like you have to both kind of have the rules so it's kind of like you need to engage in communication you have to make well i think first of all make time for each other mm-hmm. frequently mm-hmm. engage in calm positive conversations mm-hmm. pick your battles mm-hmm. and i think that those would that's you know and be honest i mm-hmm. think honesty Mm-hmm. You know, without hurting the other person. It's like, right. it's like, you know, you're, you're really fat. <laughs> <laughs> you need to drop 50 pounds. It's like, you know, maybe more along the lines of, you know, when I met you, you could fit in a size six. <laughs> now you're, we're sharing jeans. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We should work out Maybe together. we should go to the gym. You yeah. start. You could do two dares. <laughs> But I mean, and that's something. I mean, you have these, you know, you ha- I mean, men, we, we get fat and we don't care because we're dudes and our beautiful woman gets fat and it's like, she's fat. Mm-hmm. And, and women, you know, as we get older, it's harder to keep it off. But, you know, if you, when those first 15 pounds come on, you got to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You got to right. say, look, we got to work out. Like, mm-hmm. look, I, I love looking at you. You're beautiful. But, you know, if you have a bigger waist than me. It's not a problem, <laughs> but I would hope that you wouldn't. It's important to me, and yeah. I think that it's important to be honest too. It's like, well, look, babe, you're. F- well, that's, I mean, that's a whole other thing because that that brings up health issues, and that person probably doesn't want to look that way. So, that's incentive for you to spend time together at the gym I, or whatever. But yeah, you definitely should. You got to bring it up, it up. Mm-hmm. and that's the kind of thing. And you, you can't bring say, up. "Hey, you're getting fat." It's like, hey, how much do you weigh? Fat these pants? It's not the pants. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. fat. <laughs> you can put on any pants you want. If it's something that really bothers you, yeah, for sure. Well, no, but but even those little things, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and the woman too. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, guys get put on weight after marriage. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, honey, you're getting a little fat. It's like, well, you're getting fat too. Okay, well, we need to work on this. Mm-hmm. Instead of just looking, you know, you and your buddy like, damn, right. dude, is your girl okay, man? She got thyroid problems? Is she pregnant again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. My buddies are like, are you guys doing it again? It's like, no, man, you know how to affect me. <laughs> I think she's pregnant, dude. <laughs> no, man, she's hungry, man. <laughs> she's hungry, man, like those lucky charms. <laughs> Just three bowls of cereal a day, damn. So. Well, yeah, and um, the weight thing is. But that's a manageable thing, and that's something that. Oh, if... for sure, but that's, I mean, 
And that, I person... probably shouldn't have brought that up because that's not. Well, it's within our control, but that's no because usually the person closest to you needs to kind of bring it up. If you're if they see either too skinny sure. or too right. fat, you sure you want that third donut? <laughs> like you've been eating a lot lately. <laughs> Maybe you should. No, look but I, but I think you know. Yeah, I, well, that, that's we're concerned for health reasons. <sighs> that's a good guys, but that's. But that's one of those things where I think tactfulness, respectfulness, mm-hmm. communication. Right. You know, you guys go out to dinner, maybe take her to a vegan place, you know? It's like, no, nah, babe, we're going to try this vegetarian stuff just for like a month or two. Right. Juice bars. Let's try juice. You go to a really expensive restaurant where they give you like... Nice. <laughs> tiny portions. Baby, can't order two entrees. You already had one. Yeah. You can't. No dessert. <laughs> Check, <laughs> please. Check, please. <laughs> but I mean, but but that's all resolvable mm-hmm. you know your girl puts on 30 50 pounds 100 pounds that doesn't happen overnight well the first 30 are fun <laughs> so it's the next 30 which really get in the way um but no i but again i think that that has to be talked about it's like For there sure. is no there there is no boundary to what's discussable right like mm-hmm. you have to basically say I'm going to let you know how I feel because actually letting you know how I feel, like we discussed, is an opportunity for me to get really hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. can you please, 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 please put the toilet paper on right? Mm -hmm. And you forget. Like, now I've told you and you didn't do it. That that hurts even worse. Mm -hmm. So it's like, can you please not gain another 10 pounds? Mm -hmm. And then you gain 20. Like, if I wouldn't have said anything, then I wouldn't take it personally. But, I mean, you know, it's I think that, that... Open discussion, if both parties are interested. Okay, the weight thing is kind of weird because you, you would notice somebody eating or like grocery bills going up or <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, are you getting all this weight? We don't eat. You're making me salmon for dinner. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you snacking? Are they providing on? lunches? What kind of snacks they have at work? Just curious. Right? <laughs> What's the snack room look like? Just curious. You're not eating other people's lunches, are you? Are you having ice cream every day? <laughs> right. Where is it? Where's no, the but that's that's terrible, and some people, you know, so some people don't care. But if you do care, you got to bring it up. And if somebody, if if there's something that bothers you, you got to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And you have to be respectful when you bring it up. Mm-hmm. You have to engage in in respectful dialogue. Mm-hmm. And and you both, I think that the biggest thing, and that's the thing that's the hardest to accept, is you both have to be committed to the relationship. You mm-hmm. both have to say. It must be hard for you to tell me that I'm fat, mm-hmm. and thank you for telling me. Mm-hmm. Instead of you bastard, I have a thyroid problem. Right, <laughs> you know that. I thought doctor about it. <laughs> right, and, and I think if you're in a committed relationship and you want to make it last, that you would be understanding and open to hearing what your partner says. I think it gets harder though. Like if you don't, so you have them, you, you know, I think I, you know, my recommendation would be definitely be open and honest from the beginning and, mm-hmm. and understand that as, as relating, as entering into a relationship some, with somebody that you have to be, you have to talk, you have to be open, you have to be honest and you have to be respectful and you have to be a little bit of tact. You have to have a little tact in your, in your delivery. You mm-hmm. can't just be like, we got to sit down, Chubbo. so so i think that that kind of you know in the beginning if you find yourself in a relationship and as we say married living single and you kind of have your own lives but and you want out of the the relationship 
you know, you could probably still have your own life and salvage a relationship as long as it doesn't involve, you know, breaking your commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can sit down and you both have to understand that, you know, you, you, I think it's hard to kind of rekindle some of those things. But I think if you, you well, know, that's number kind one, of the point is you can't let it go that far. Right. Right, 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 right. As soon as you feel it slipping, mm-hmm. you've got to sit down. And whoever feels it slipping has to try to rein it in. Even if you both do, somebody should care about the relationship enough to say, we've got to sit down and we've got to talk about this. We've got to make time. When do you have time? Mm-hmm. I never have time. And it's Well, you can't say you never have time if you're... But if somebody's completely and... checked out... Right. It doesn't happen. It's not a just... It's it's a gradual thing. It's not just overnight. There was. Do you think that there was a certain point that both people? I guess there has to be a certain indicator when it's like we got to sit down and talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And it might, you know, I, I I don't know because you and me we don't we pro- we get along pretty good. So you know, I guess in in some situations there might be fights. There mm-hmm. might be like. I mean, my parents are divorced, so I guess if, if, I mean, my dad's been married for a long time, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think they have a conversation, but that, that's kind of a bad, you know, it's a one-way conversation. If my mom and my dad would have sat down and talked, then I think that, that it, you know, maybe they could have talked rationally, maybe they could have salvaged their relationship, you know, like, mm-hmm. maybe people can be like, let's just go out to dinner next Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, at that point, it's almost like if you really don't like the other person, you almost have to say, let's not talk about anything. Let's just go out to eat and be quiet. Or if you keep having the same argument over and over and no one, you're not, no one's compromising and no one's... It depends on what the issue getting, is. Getting, well, that's what I'm saying. If it's something that neither one is willing to compromise on, you either have to say, is that something you can both live with or <laughs> is it not well and that's when it's right. kind of like we you know that's that maybe is when you say this irreconcilable differences mm-hmm. that we we will never agree how can you be a trump supporter <laughs> and it's like well i'm just republican and i vote party lines well how can you be a trump supporter it's like well i'm republican how can you you know and it's like okay this is not i don't know if that's divorce worthy <laughs> Quit leaving article, Republican articles. I mean, on the Trump's only going to be in office That's true. for it's three terms. Lord Imperial. Um, you know, at the most eight years, so it <laughs> might be a miserable eight Lucky. years. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. But you know, right? Possibly, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not ready to get divorced yet. So yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and. But you also might, you probably don't know the world that awaits you, especially as a 35, you know, 30, 30 is probably a little easier, but 35, 40, 45, 50, getting divorced is basically a life of solitude, mm-hmm. which is probably cool for the first year or two, but I mean, if you're a boat owner. No, um, I don't think, girl, females don't really think of it like that, especially if you have kids, you're just going to be raising your kids. Right. Like, right. by yourself. Right, if you have children, at least you have children in your life. And then you're going to have to, like, do visitations and all that stuff and have to deal with the other person, so they're not really going to not be there, so it's right. more complicated. That's almost. interesting, right, 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 right. 
Like, um, you're still in a relationship. With <laughs> yeah. Them, which is interesting. So. So if you have kids, it almost, you should try everything. Mm-hmm. You should try everything. Mm-hmm. And it is reconcile. I believe that most situations are reconcilable, even if there's infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it rests on communication, mm-hmm. which is letting people know. Like, And it might be like, hey, baby, you're making me nervous. You're going to the library a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm really going to the library. You want to go with me. Right. You know? um, and it's like, oh, you didn't tell me the library was a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't ask. Now you know. Well, I guess it's not that bad because at least you're not. I mean, you know. I mean, I guess it's, right. it's that's that's the the time of reckoning. So, yeah, um, I agree. Like I said, none none of these things happen overnight. It's very gradual. So, like you, but di- it's e- I would imagine that it's easy to find yourself in that situation. Well, if you're not spending time together, like right. like if you made sure that you even with kids that you have uh, monthly date nights or something right. or. Communication time. Yeah, or even just like once a week, you're... 30-minute drink communication. Mm-hmm. Communication drink. I mean, daily, daily, daily stuff scrums, is... Daily scrums, <laughs> daily stand-ups. I mean, you know, if, you, if you're... If... You you should really talk to yourself every day, but to have those really in-depth, like, conversations should be, yeah. should be um, maybe once a week, and then you yeah. got to make time to go I out think that or... Or even watch a movie together or do something that you guys enjoy in the I'm house. I'm a big not fan of movies because there's no discussion, oh, right. no dialogue. I'm but not... I mean, it's okay. At least you're, you're, you can fall asleep together. <laughs> I, I don't think movies is a good example either. But put maybe like you, like we used to sometimes do, like play a board game or play play games. Or, right. So I can beat your cards or something. Or just have a drink and have a conversation. Um, but making the time. Um right prioritizing that time and yeah. understanding that that time is more than t- just 30 minutes I'm wasting with my wife. It's right. like this 30 minutes will save our lives actually. Mm-hmm. And forget about, I mean, it's not even about the relationship necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's not about saving the relationship. It's saving my life because if we were to get divorced, my life would be miserable. I'd have mm-hmm. to every other weekend see my kids and my kids would be crying for you when they're with me. They'd be crying for me when they're with you and going back and forth. Like it's actually a life shattering thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess if the kids were eighteen, it would still be life shattering because it is. it's like I gotta go to my mom's for Christmas, and I gotta go to my dad's, <laughs> and I gotta go to your mom's, and I gotta go to your dad's, and it's like you know, oh, this there's this this Thanksgiving is my parent, my mm. mom, and then next Thanksgiving. So it's really that is much worse than having. Now political views could be different, but <laughs> with having differences on how the toilet paper could mm-hmm. be stacked, that. That if you look at the consequences of not compromising, that those are far worse than compromising. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And so making time to communicate frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, the communication will be way different mm-hmm. than just <laughs> right. having a drink with your spouse. You know, when you're younger, it's like, oh, there's this new job in Texas. Right. It's like, well, yeah, I want to move to Texas. And it's like, well, it's a great opportunity. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe let's move to Texas. Right. 